Welcome to General Conference Review, the podcast where we provide peanut gallery commentary and sometimes thought-provoking analysis of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hosted by a team of experienced and professional individuals. Well, maybe not professional, more like average, like very average and kind of knowledgeable. Our podcast offers an average Joe's insight and reflections on the teachings and doctrines presented during the conference. But we don't stop there. We also encourage our listeners to review the conference talks for themselves in order to gain the fullest understanding and benefit from the messages shared. As a Christian podcast, we strive to to create an engaging and informative experience for listeners of all backgrounds, drawing on the desire to follow the prophets and, and apostles, which offer a unique perspective on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Join us as we explore the latest teachings and messages from the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and dive deep into the spiritual insights that can be gained from studying the words of the prophets. Hello and welcome back to General Conference Review. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd Bruce, uh, and joining me as usual is Kevin Beamer. How's it going, Kevin? It's going awesome. Todd, I specifically didn't say fantastic, just as I was about to say fantastic. <laughs> you panicked and came out with the awesome. That's okay. Yeah. Good. It's good to be awesome, and it's wonderful to be fantastic. I dare say it's fantastic to be fantastic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, we are coming up on a new new general conference. It's like like a couple, you know, a week or two away. It's amazing. Uh, so we thought, what better way to wrap up our season than to cover uh russell m nelson president russell m nelson's closing remarks from the 2023 april uh 2023 general conference uh the talk is entitled the answer is always jesus christ it's a short little talk it's uh it's one that uh kevin and i have spoken about before about how easy it is to overlook in Mm -hmm. that there's so many great talks throughout conference president nelson gave an amazing talk on on uh, being a peacemaker peacemaker peacekeeper no peacemaker um i just i just brain cramped for a second there uh but uh no peacemaker yeah anyway um but what a wonderful little talk he shared at the end here he he talks about uh some he gives some invitations he talks about temples and he uh bears witness bears testimony at the end so uh without further ado we'll jump into it uh, and um, just encourage you, each and every one of you, like every week, to just review these talks for yourselves and take some of the challenges that the prophets and apostles and general authorities have issued and take them into your own life and, and pray about these talks and, and, and write notes in your, in your, you know, if you have journals, write them in your journals. If you have, uh, if you're doing digital copies, you can make notes that way. And there's no shortage of ways to, to write down your personal thoughts and what the, the spirit is speaking to you while you're reading these. Um, President Nelson, uh, he, he starts by saying, it's just been a wonderful uh, conference. He goes, those who have spoken have been instruments for the Lord. I, that I, I pray that you will seek for the Holy Ghost to guide you in your study as you contemplate the truths taught from this pulpit. They have truly been heaven sent. Um, and I'm not sure I need to add too more, more to that. But Kevin, do you have anything to add? Uh, about- well, it's just a great it's just a great uh, summary of, hey, this was good. And just so you know, the Spirit's been here. Uh, and I love that he points that out. 
Yeah. And I know that this is something we do often. We like, Hey, thanks for those talks. I felt the spirit in sacrament. Like we do this often, but I think it's still a good thing. It's a good process to go through. And I like that. I pray that you'll seek for the Holy ghost to guide you. And once again, like you said, at the start, Todd, we talk about this often on this podcast is go through this talk, read it, mark it up and do something about it and see if you can find something that touches you. Uh, And when you're going through that, don't just uh, sort of come up with your feelings. What are you feeling? What are some thoughts that you've had with this? It's kind of like when you take notes at conference or anything, don't write down what they said. Write down the thoughts that come to you, the feelings that you're like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I feel prompted that this is something I should do. So take that time. And I like that he says, take that time. Yeah, I, I was taught one time if you if you need to have a notepad when you're when you're at any kind of training, because that is an a sign of an active listener. And and again, don't write down the things that are said, write down the things that the spirit speaks to your mind, because more often than not, the spirit's not gonna repeat themselves. But like mm-hmm. it, you're gonna forget what what was that thing that I thought we should do and and i've had times that i can count when i'm reviewing my notes that i've that i even sometimes have to struggle to remember why i wrote this note down (laughs) yeah why did i write that down that's it's got to be some reason and i get thinking about it but at least i have something to go off of and it helps me to to figure it out uh it was so important um he also he one of the first things he encourages us to do uh because this is the easter or april uh conference easter's coming, mm-hmm. and he encourages us to dig into the come follow me lesson reviewing uh the e- easter week the savior's triumphal entry into jerusalem his uh, cleansing of the temple his suffering in the garden of gethsemane his crucifixion his glorious resurrection his subsequent appearance to his followers i feel like this applies just as much today as it did in Easter, we can read mm-hmm. a set of scriptures anytime and it would be a benefit to us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he then continues and he says, because of Jesus Christ, we can repent and be forgiven of our sins. Because of him, each of us will be resurrected. I also invite you to study again the account of the Savior's appearance to the Nephites in the Americas as recorded in 3rd Nephi. Not long before that appearance, his voice was heard among the people, including these words of supplication. Will ye not now return unto me and repent of your sins and be converted that I may heal you? Behold, mine arm of mercy is extended towards you and whosoever come him will I receive. And of course, right, he talked like you're summarizing that he was talking about the importance of Easter and the importance of studying these things about Christ and then well, why do we study about Christ? Because of the atonement and his resurrection and how that impacts us. And then there's something in this talk that I did not pick up until this last week. Uh, the third Nephi, that he had invited us to read third Nephi again. Mm-hmm. He counted the Savior's appearance to Nephites in the Americas as recorded in third Nephi. <laughs> what a beautiful, simple thing, though, right? Oh, if like just do it absolutely i i heard uh I, I i blanked on it too until about three weeks ago i heard it on uh i think christian homestead they 
they talked about it and they were like, hey, let's, okay, let's go into it. So they had a whole like half an episode where they just read uh, Third Nephi and reviewed it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like we're, we're like pretty far into Third Nephi. And, you know, like we're getting closer here. And I just was like, oh yeah, it's, uh, I may, it's, starting, it's not making me nervous, but it's making me uh, anxious to be prepared, do better, mm-hmm. preparing myself and, and preparing, making sure I'm prepared to be the, per, uh, you know, I'm personally ready. My family's ready. My ward that I work with is, is as ready as they can be. Uh, I also like, you mentioned it before about focusing on the savior. Um, mm-hmm. Quote here. I, I read from Joseph Smith recently. I tagged it in a talk that I shared. Uh, Joseph Smith said, quote, the fundamental principles of our religion are the testimony of the apostles and prophets concerning Joseph or Jesus Christ, that he died, was buried and rose again the third day and ascended into heaven. And all other things which pertain to our religion are only appendages to it. Unquote. And then and Hunter Howard W. Hunter said as well, uh, quote, We must know Christ better than we know him. We must remember him more often than we remember him, and we must serve him more valiantly than we serve him. Mm-hmm. And those are all like just little butt kicks about like, you know, he is the central focus of our lives. He should he needs to be. And if he's not, we need to make the changes we need to make in order to have him become the central focus of our life uh, so that we can be prepared to, to meet him. Well, I, I love the wording of 13 by 913, where he says, will you not now return unto me and repent of your sins and be converted that I may heal you? Uh, return unto me so that you can benefit. It's such a lovely thing. And I had a discussion with my brother uh, just recently. We were talking about the gospel. It was really simple. But it's not easy. But it's really simple. (laughs) It's just not easy. And I love that. It's just like, come unto me. Be converted. Repent. And I will heal you. And of all the testimony building things, that's a hard thing to really actually think will apply to you right and we've talked about elder bednar's talk at april 2023 conference where at the end he said uh you may have a testimony of these things that they work for someone else but i testify that they work for you and so this is a really interesting one and we might say well what do we need to be healed from well there's so many things whether it's spiritual emotionally uh some traumatic episodes or stuff that we've deal dealt with uh but he's there to heal with you and you just have to come unto him and be intentional about that. I got to throw that in every podcast if I can. <laughs> You're not wrong. I read recently there was a, a, a comment about like somebody should really write a book about all the things um, that the, the common things that people think are deficiencies about themselves that everyone does. Mm-hmm. And I said, because yeah. everyone's broken in some way. And everyone feels like they're broken or beyond repair in some way. But I think if we really understood how common it is for a lot of people to be really struggling with a lot of these same thoughts and emotions and whatevers, I think it would it would help ourselves, but it would help give each other a little bit of grace, um, and and a little bit of space to to grow and and become the people that they need. Allow other people to become the people, and allow ourselves to become the people. Uh, What I think. Yeah. Sorry, Todd. But I think that deals with and lends to you have to have a support group 
of something that you can have discussions about these things. Yeah. Uh, I always get a kick, like, so back to school with the kids and, you know, some of them are upset because they don't have friends in their classes and it's every single kid yeah. in my household is anxious and upset and frustrated and, you know, on the verge of tears the night before school because they found out that they don't have their friends in their classes. Every single one of them don't think that they have friends. And then the next day, magically, they have friends in their classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that's how we are. We all have these similar things. Uh, oftentimes very similar and sometimes they're a little bit different, but we have all these insecurities and these, oh, I can't, can't believe I keep doing this and screwing up with this and I have trouble with this and it won't work for me. But if someone else came to us and they had a similar problem to you, like, oh yeah, you can do this. You got this. Yeah, this is the, you got it. Like you're, 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 and I've had countless conversations with people who I felt were amazing individuals who just couldn't see that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and so I just do my best to try and help them to see that. But um, anyway, it's, uh, I'm trying to find a, a scripture here that I really loved in third Nephi that I found. And it was along the lines of the world was going to pot, but the ardent followers of Christ were steadfast and immovable. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what an m- amazing scripture because, because in the world we're, we're seeing a lot of chaos and a lot of contention and a lot of, you know, we've, we've talked about it before and a lot of the problems we're, fi- we're seeing in the world today uh, can be cured by being peacemakers, can be cured by following Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about the signs and wonders at the, at the last days. And how we can use those, and even though some of them are going to be scary, we can use them as an opportunity to to recognize the, the Lord's hand in our life and mm-hmm. turn to Him. And that line, "Mine arm, mine arm of mercy is extended towards you, and whomsoever will come, Him will I receive." Um, mm-hmm. You know, he carries on. He goes, "Dear brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ extends that same invitation to you today." And I plead, and I I would be curious to know how often the word plead. Mm-hmm. used in general conference because i feel like russell m nelson uses it the most of any prophet but i plead with you to come unto him so that he can heal you he will heal you from sin as you repent he will heal you from sadness and fear he will heal you from the wounds of this world whatever questions or problems you have the answer is always found in the life and teachings of jesus christ learn more about his atonement his love his his doctrine, and his restored gospel of healing and progression. Turn to him, follow him. And I just, he's begging us. He's begging us to do the things. Recognize the, the lateness of the hour. Recognize why it's so important to lean on the Savior at this time. And then do it. And it's, again, like you said, talking to your brother, it's not going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. And not going to be easy but if we remove all the distractions it's going to be a lot easier it it gets less uh we can make it simpler right we can make it simpler to manage uh and i love like it's so perfect how he talks about he'll heal you from sin he'll heal you from sadness and fear from the wounds of this world 
and that pleading, I also think of like you talked about, you know, the, the hour is coming, but I also think of it as he's looking and saying, hey, I can see that you're struggling and the quickest way for you to struggle less, not that the struggle is completely taken away, is to come to him. Right? Like an actual con legitimate concern. I feel when President Nelson talks that he actually legitimately cares about me personally and wants me as a, a follower of Jesus Christ, as a son of God, to be able to find this healing that the atonement has. Yeah, I could not agree more. Uh, just amazing. It, yeah, it's Jesus Christ is the reason we build temples. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, they build another another 20 or so temples, 17 or whatever. I'm not an accountant. Um, and I can't, I have my sock, I'm wearing socks, so I can't count that high. But um, there's a lot here. 50. 50. There's 15. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're close. And I've read other other podcasts and other people who talk about the number of temples that were announced by Russell M. Nelson versus the number of temples announced before Russell M. Nelson. And he's announced much as all previous prophets combined. They're not yet dedicated, but he's announced them. And they're working towards getting them sorted out. Uh, mm -hmm. Read somewhere. Uh, actually, I ordered his book. I ordered his biography recently because I saw a post saying... Um, that they want the the gospel of Jesus Christ and the doctrine of Jesus Christ to be available to everyone, but not necessarily, they don't need to have like a chapel for it. They don't need to have, they can have a chapel for it, but they don't need like every ward to have their own chapel. Mm. They're going to minimize the amount of overhead they're spending on, on wards and branches so that they can focus more on the temples and get more temples to more people and get the Book of Mormon in more people's hands and get more missionaries out. And, you know, you notice how inflation has just skyrocketed recently. Well, missionary work doesn't, I'm sure it costs more, but like the amount that, we're, we, that, that we donate for uh, our young men and young women to go on missions hasn't gone up. Mm -hmm. it's exactly the same. Everything else has cost more money. So why is it missions cost more money? Well, that's the church, you know, help, helping us out and helping, helping making sure that the missionary work is a priority. Yeah, temple work is a priority. They wanted they want temples within something like two hundred miles of every ward in, in in the world, and you know, and you know, within reason. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to have we have one that's I don't know maybe, maybe one hundred and sixty kilometers away from us. Then we're going to have another one built that's like one hundred eighty kilometers away. And I suspect when one gets open, the other one's going to get shut down for sort of restoration because it's been 40 years since it's been shut down and, and rededicated um, mm -hmm. but you know it's, there's no shortage of places around us that we could go to um, yeah does that mean we need to have one within our own stake uh, I don't know but I would love it <laughs> <No. laughs> make things a little easier that'd, but that'd be amazing but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah docking to become the first temple president of the Cranbrook uh, British <laughs> It built that sounds fun by the time I'm 60 or 70. There you go. <laughs> I will say this that I've, I'm always interested in when the temples are announced because it's really it's kind of fun, right? Like, oh, hey, yeah, let's look, look, all these cool places. 
but I'm surprised almost every time at how emotional I get with the announcement of temples being built. Yeah. Like, I'm usually uh, crying here. Like, <laughs> and, and it's every time I'm just tearing up about all these cool places, about all the, I guess, work of the Lord growing on the earth. Uh, it's just interesting to me that uh, pretty much at a conference when temples are announced, I'm just like, blubber, here we go. Well, and it's neat. Feeling look, something. It's neat to look at like, uh, you know, someplace that it's either the first temple in that country or mm -hmm. first tent temple in that that part of the world. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they announced four temples within Mexico City. And I just thought, mm -hmm. I never thought about how big Mexico City was because I live in, in quote-unquote Canada. And yeah. But like, it's you know, if it necessitates having four temples, build the temples. Yeah. <laughs> Get them going. And and it's yeah. amazing that that they're that they're working towards it, and making it accessible accessible for people. And uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the amount of temples being built and the priority. And I actually, you know, I think you can go find it on on LDS News or the Church Church News uh, website. But there was a post about uh, there's a factory down in Louisiana or Alabama that the church is like. I don't know if they 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 bought it or they partnered with it or what what the deal is. But it basically builds prefabbed buildings and and it's building these prefabbed temples they get punched out at like 17 or 21 sections that are that are perfectly manufactured to within a millimeter and they they ship them on a in a on a you know a, a, a long-haul transport and they get it in position and they crane it in place and then they secure it to you know the i think the helena montana temple was the first one and from the time it was uh, the ground was dedicated to the time that the open house was something like 18 months. Yeah, so you can find that. Uh, like you said, I just Googled it. Like, went to Church Newsroom and then searched Church Newsroom for prefab temples. And it's May 15th, 2023. There's an article about the Helena, Montana. So if that's something you're interested in uh, and finding out about that, <laughs> yeah, it's a prefab temple, which is cool because, like you said, it in the article it says we can't have five to ten years because president nelson's announcing them too fast <laughs> well and when i've had friends we're close enough to helena we thought about doing it with the as a youth group but it's about four hours away and it's crossing the international borders and anyway mm -hmm. friends who went went to it and they said it looks amazing it would look like, mm -hmm. it looked like any other temple that would get built he's they said you couldn't really tell that it was a prefabbed or like anything else i'm sure they spared no expense on it yeah well they but they figured out a way to make them quicker uh yeah you know they're, they're trying to keep up with president nelson he's a wily 99 year old that guy yeah and then they talked about that the temple was announced on april 4th 2021 and done in may or what after the open house was june 18th was when they did the dedication yeah so two years two years from announcement yeah which is crazy because they don't even have the land at announcement yeah <laughs> i think they had to define the land they had to dedicate it and then it was something like 18 or 20 months or something which is like yeah. we can't build a, a a building in town for that quickly like they there's a there's a company building getting built a head office and it's they announced it like five years ago and it's still not built and it's still, it's <laughs> And and I would argue my company makes almost as much as the church does. They're just not as good at at saving. 
There you go. <laughs> As the churches. Uh, found this 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 scripture, 3rd Nephi 6, verse 14. Um, and it reads, And thus there became a great inequality in all the land, and insomuch that the church began to be broken up. Insomuch that in the 30th year the church was broken up in all the land, save it were among a few of the Lamanites who were converted unto the true faith, and they would not depart from it. For they were firm and steadfast and immovable, willing with all diligence to keep the commandments of the Lord. And uh, I don't know what that means for us. If this is a template for the latter days, I can't imagine the church is going to be broken up. But um, that last part, being firm and steadfast and immovable, willing to, with all diligence to keep the command, you know, you know, that's that's a personal thing. We have to make sure we're doing the things. And I just appreciated that, that it's a, it's a, it's a reminder that we need to be the people. Yeah. Anyway. And then of course, with his ending testimony, the closing remarks, ending testimony, I, I want to read just because it's beautiful. And he says, my dear brothers and sisters, I bear witness that Jesus Christ directs the affairs of his church. I testify that following him during happiness. I know that his power is descending upon his covenant-keeping people who are armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. I so testify with my love and blessing for each of you in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I really love where he says, I testify that following him is the only way to enduring happiness. Because there's a lot involved in following him and the choices that we make to try to be like Jesus Christ and to be one of his disciples. But interestingly enough, it does bring a different type of happiness. It's, it's just, it's hard to explain because there's lots of things that I do that make me happy, that I enjoy. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I love this. I love this. I love this. And often, even though I have a testimony of this, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that thing. That's, that's out of my comfort zone. That's too much work. Oh, I don't have time for this. Uh, this is blah, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. But as I'm just trying to follow my Savior, Jesus Christ, the blessings that come to me and that very intimate happiness and joy deep inside, is it's hard to replicate that. And until you've experienced that regularly, it's hard to understand that that's there. Because life is good. Like, I have a good life. I do have some free time to do stuff. But there's a difference when I choose to use some of my free time to follow him. It's really different. And I know that day to day I should be trying to follow him and all the things that I'm doing, which I, I strive to do. But when I'm intentional about the time that I use to following Christ and trying to emulate him and be an actual disciple of his, it's different. I don't know if you've felt that, Todd. You're a pretty busy guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's very much a, a, there's a significant difference in uh, our intentional efforts versus our efforts. And I, I am, uh, you know, 100% guilty of leaning on my own arm, leaning on the, arm, the you know, arm of flesh to manage the things. I'm a pretty organized guy. I try and figure out the things, uh, and I try and stay ahead of as much of things as I can so that I don't get 
overwhelmed with all the things. Yeah. But there's a difference between me being organized and trying to stay ahead of things and me inviting the spirit into my life as I lead mm-hmm. and do the things. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's that, that, uh, growth that comes with being intentional and doing the thing and exercising and stretching ourselves. And, and it only comes through effort and intention and, mm-hmm. and, and intention in the spirit too. Like it's, Anyway, it's uh, it's 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 amazing. I'm grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for the spirit that I have in my life that helps teach me. I'm grateful for General Conference and the ability that we have to not only hear the words of the prophets, but also review and study them. Uh, we do live in a wonderful, wonderful time and day where we do these words constantly. We have them. We have them back to 1972. Uh, in in digital, not digital, in uh, video and, and audio. And we could probably go back further. Actually, we can. I know 100% we can go back much further um, if, we, if, if we're looking for just audio. I found a way to go to archives, and I found, like, an Ezra Tapp Benson quote from, like, 1950-something, and it was pretty, like, he was not pulling punches when he was talking to <laughs> to the church back in, you know, 70 years ago. And but 70 years later, and the world is significantly more corrupt than the 50s. We look at the 50s mm-hmm. at time when everyone was on the same page. And uh, very different. But I'm grateful for the world in which we live. I'm grateful for prophets that help lead and guide and direct us. And I'm grateful that we get to hear from them here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I... Just to echo that, how grateful I am for the restored gospel and for the revelation that's available to us personally, as well as by listening to words of our prophets at things such as General Conference, and how grateful I am for taking the time that uh, we have to study these talks and to actually be able to apply these teachings in our lives. It's completely changed how I feel about General Conference and how I interact with the revelation that we received there. I would say it's taken me, it's made me more, uh, to quote DNC 5827, anxiously engaged in a good cause or anxiously engaged in general conference. So I appreciate you, Todd, for inviting me along on this wonderful ride that we've done, that we are being intentional about studying and discussing. And I'll leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's been good. I've appreciated it. So love you, Kev. Have a good one. And uh, we'll Love you too, buddy. T- talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to General Conference Review. We hope you've enjoyed our in-depth analysis and commentary on the latest conference talks from leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. But please remember, there is no substitute for your own personal study of the conference talks. We encourage you to read and ponder on these messages and to share your own insights and experiences with loved ones, friends, neighbors, and apply the teachings to help you become a better disciple of Christ. Together, we can deepen our understanding and appreciation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us on General Conference Review. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you in future episodes.